Father, thank you today. Blessed be your name forever. We honor you for the blessing to be counted among the living. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your provision. And thank you for gathering us before your presence today. We are here, Lord, to return all the glory to you and to be empowered for another week. Let your grace be made sufficient over us today. Touch every life. Touch every, every heart. Cause us to leave this place with a touch from heaven and cause our lives never to be the same. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a month of humility and I believe the Lord is blessing us daily. Hallelujah. I want to share with you today humility the way up part two. Humility the way up part two. We have established that by God's design, all of us belong to the top. So by divine ordination, you are not called by God to remain at the bottom, but you are called by God for God to take you to the top. So please refuse to be down and desire to go up. For the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. So your life is supposed to move from one glory to the other. For as we behold him facing in a glass, for we are changed from glory to glory. So please desire progress. Desire to see progress in your life. Because it is possible for you to move on. It is possible for your life to become better like the way you find yourself. And where you are is not where God is taking you. God is taking you further than the way you see yourself. So don't accept where you are, but believe God to take you to where he has ordained you to be. And we must understand there is always a way to the top. There is always the way to the top. There is always a, the way that God has designed for us to get to the top. But the proud person can never walk in it. The proud can never walk on the way to the top. Because the Bible says God resists the proud. Anybody who wants to go to the top and you want things to become better for you to encounter God in your life, humility must become part of your life. Now, what is humility? Humility is making yourself of no reputation. That is, you are not better than others or than anybody. Not allowing yourself, I mean, not allowing who you are to enter into your head. So you don't allow who you are to determine your relationship or how you relate to people. You don't think highly of yourself than what you ought to. Hallelujah. So humility is not making yourself of no reputation or making yourself of no reputation that I am nothing. Humility also means that not being self-conscious. Where it's all about yourself. You don't think about others. You don't think about people. But you always think about self. I, 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 I. It is not seeking for attention or recognition. So humility is not seeking for attention or recognition. You always want to be known. You always want to be recognized. It means that you are dead to self. Satan is a typical example in Isaiah chapter number 14, 13 through 14. Isaiah chapter number 14, 13 through 14. He's a very typical example of pride. Is that you have said in your heart, I. So proud people always are self-centered. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the sight of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation of the fathers of sides of the earth, of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I, I, I. Proud people are always self-centered. I, I, I. Proud people always seek for recognition. It's about them, not about others. So when you say humility, humility means that not being self-conscious. Amen. No matter who you are, you don't allow who you are. Sometimes we even define humility as strength under control. You don't allow who you are to manipulate you. 
your position, your career, your business, your money is not in your head. Strength under control. That is humility, meekness. Now, humility, I mean, the last definition is also seeing yourself as nothing without God. That is, you owe everything to God. You are not taking the credit for yourself. If there is anything good in your life, the credit goes to God. If there is any bad in your life, it is your doing, not God. Paul said, I am what I am. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. By the grace of God, humility is seeing yourself that without God, you are nothing, you are useless. Hallelujah. Humility makes you to recognize God as the source of your life. Paul said, who makes you to differ from one another? What is it that you have that you do not receive? <laughs> if you receive it, what then do you boast? Do you know that even the child who was born in the richest home was born naked? The child who was born in the richest home was even born naked. Job said, naked I came, naked will I return. First Corinthians 4, 7. Who makes you differ? Who makes you different from any other person? What is it that you have that you did not receive? The dresses you are wearing, the hair on your head, whatever you possess, whatever you have, the house you are sleeping in, the bed you are sleeping on, you did not come with them. You came naked. So don't allow what you have, your educational background, who you are to enter into your head. The moment it enters into your head, pride has begun. So whenever you remember where you are coming from and your source, it always keeps you humble. May God help us to remain humble in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our greatest example of humility is Christ Jesus. He is the model of humility. You can never talk about humility without talking about this man who models. He's the totality of all humility. In Matthew chapter number 11, the verse 28 and 29, very powerful. He said, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lonely in heart. The word gentle and lonely there means humility. Give me original King James in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek. The word meek also means humble. And lowly in what? Gentle in heart. And ye shall find rest for your souls. Hallelujah. He said, is anybody who want to find rest for your life? He said, I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest in your business, rest in your career, rest in your marriage, rest in every area of your life. And he said, you can really find rest for your soul. You can find rest in life. Your mind can be at peace. Your soul talks about your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. You can be at peace in this life. It's possible. I said, you can be at what? Peace in this life. If only you are ready for it. He said, what should we learn? He said, learn for I am meek and lonely. If you can find rest for your soul, as Jesus said, then he said, you must learn of me, learn from me. And what you're supposed to learn from me is that I am meek, I am humble, I am lowly, I don't raise myself. He gave us a very typical example, I think in John chapter 15. The Bible said one day he was with the disciples and he took a bowl of water and took a towel. And he began to wash the feet of the disciples. Wash them one by one. Wash them one by one. Even when you go to Peter, Peter said, Lord, you can't even wash. He said, just wash it. We say, hey, Madame Fudon, we are not bathing here. I'm showing you an example. The Bible said, Jesus washed their feet. Wash all of them. The master knelt down, washing their feet like a servant, as servants do. In a Jewish culture, because their, their roads were very dusty, whenever you go to somebody's house, the first thing that they do, normally in a, this part of the world, they serve you water. But in the Jewish culture, they don't serve you water, but they wash your feet. Because it's a dusty road. And in the, I mean, those times, those who washed their feet were those who were the servants in the house. And that, that was the job of servants. So whenever a visitor comes, 
the seven goals, guess what? And what's the feet of that? So the people understood what Jesus was saying. That I am the biggest among you, but I want to show you humility. If only you can learn this, then you can be at the top. Simple. Took the bowl, watched the feet of the disciples, and the Bible said, as you have seen me do, you must also do the same thing. Listen to me. There is no place for the proud in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I pray that the grace to be humble will come upon us from today. In the name of Jesus. Look at where he was born. Bible says, even when he was about to be born, there was no place for the inn for him. Where animals are kept. He humbled himself to the point of being born at that place. He mingled with sinners, with all kinds of people. Can you ask the person, are you becoming like your savior? In his humility. Can you ask in his humility? Many of us, you can never serve. You don't serve and you can never serve. We can't tell you to pick a rubber from the floor. We can't tell you to, no, you can't, we can't tell you to go and wash the toilet. No, 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 you are too big for that. We can't ask you to come for evangelism. You are too big. You, you are not ready to serve. Mercy. From today, whatever makes it difficult for us to come down, may God crush that spirit of pride and arrogance out of us in the name of Jesus. Whatever want to terminate our glorious destiny, may God crush them from today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want to go to the top, humility is not a choice, but it's a must and it's a necessity. If Jesus humbled himself, then we don't have any option. If the Savior became humble, then we don't have any option. Hallelujah. Nothing works in this life without humility. Nothing will work for you if you are not humble. Nothing, everything in this world will be against you. Nothing works for, you can never marry. Even if you marry, you divorce. If you are not humble, you cannot be talked to, you cannot be advised. You don't listen. You can't. You can't. That's a challenge. That's a problem. Nothing works without humility. Nothing works. Nothing works. You can never work anywhere with pride. I said you can never work anywhere. People have lost jobs. People have lost opportunities because of arrogance and pride. You will never lose what God has ordained for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that no door shall be closed on you. Amen. No opportunity shall slip out of your hand. In the name of Jesus. Now, what will humility do for you? Number one, the benefits of humility. The first thing humility will do for humility will give you the upper hand over your enemies. Humility will always give you the upper hand over your enemies. In James chapter number four, from verse four to seven, very powerful scripture there. James four, from verse four to seven. Listen to what they say. He said, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity, with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture said in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lasteth to envy but he gives more grace wherefore he said God resists the proud but he gives grace to the what to the humble. Look at the verse 7. Can we read it to verse 7 to want to go? Submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the what? And he will. From before he said this in verse 5 and verse 6, now he talks about humility. He said, Come down so that God can grace you. Then he said, Submit yourself. The word submit, but humble yourself. Come down. Come down to God. Submit yourself and to, to who? And resist the devil. So without your submission, the devil cannot submit to you. It is only those who are under authority will be in authority. Submit yourself. So the first thing that happens to you when you begin to walk in humility is that it gives you the upper hand over your enemies. Without humility, the enemy cannot be able to submit to you. 
as far as Satan remained humbled in heaven, he was the one in charge. He was the one on authority. I mean, he was just handling so many things in heaven. As far as he, he remained humble. But the moment pride sets in, that was where he was dropped down here. So the devil is always afraid of people who are very humble. Because the more you remain humble, the more you remain in authority and you remain in power. Let me show the scripture. Isaiah chapter 14, from verse 10 through 15. Look at very powerful scripture there. Talking about Satan. He said, they all shall speak and say to you, have you also become as weak as we? Have you become like us? Talking about Satan. Your pump. Everybody say pump. Give me the NIV. All your pumps have been brought down to the grave along with the noise of your harps. Maggots are spread out beneath you and worms cover you. This is how pride people will end. How you are falling from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit and throw on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Verse 15. But you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pit. What brought Satan down is pride. So he wants to put pride in everybody for us to remain low. But the moment he sees that you remain in humility, as far as he was humble, he was in authority. But as far as pride entered him, he came down. May pride never have any way in your life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he flee. Now the moment you begin to talk to the enemy about your authority and command him, he weighs your humility level. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in the name of Jesus. Hey, Madam, now cry a hunter. We know you're at the same level. Come out. Come out from where? We are the same level. Please, you can never be in authority if you are not under authority. If you don't go under God, if you don't humble yourself to God and authority, it's very difficult for forces and powers to listen to you. Hallelujah. I mean, there was this wonderful man, I think we know the scripture in Matthew chapter number 8, verse 9, about that centurion. He said, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers, what? Under me. And I say to this one, go and goeth, and to another, come and he cometh, and to my servant, do this and they do. Before he was able to command any other people, he said, I am a man under what? That is submission. You submit to a higher authority, then the higher authority empowers you for everything to submit to you. So when you walk in humility towards God and towards authority above you, you gain the power and the authority to command forces to listen to you. When you humble yourself to God and authority, you cause us everything to submit themselves also to you. From today, forces of darkness will listen to you in the name of Jesus. Do you know, if you're a woman here and you don't submit to your husband and you stand and you are even praying, attacking the enemy, the enemy will never listen to you. Scripture, according to the Bible, the Bible said, even if you're a woman and you are praying, said the woman should do what? Cover your head before you pray. Cover your, tell the person, cover your head, cover your head. The word that covering is not talking about hair scarfo. No, 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 no. Don't get it wrong. From the beginning, Paul began to say that the man is the head. All right? The man is the head. When he continued to read, then he said, as a woman, when we are praying, you must cover your head. It's not that, that covering talks about your husband, the man who's above you. When you, you maltreat your husband, you, do, you disrespect your husband when you stand praying. So if you can stand, insult your husband, insult your wife, insult those, those over you, and you stand, Manda Baraka Zakratipa Suta. Hey, no, no, no. Tell the person, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. 
No respect. No honor for those above us. No respect for authority. Therefore, we can never be in authority. Submit yourself to God and resist. So without your submission to God, you can never, even when you resist, that thing will break you. But who are you? Hey, cloth. No submission. Even if your husband is a drunkard, the Bible says, submit. Submit. If your husband is useless, he's the one you chose. And God has blessed it for you. Submit. Even if he doesn't give you chop money, submit. He's going for the men. <laughs> now you see, you are not submitting to him because he's giving you chop money. No, 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 no. He said, if he refuses to give chop money, he himself has made himself useless. But don't join his uselessness. Just submit to him. Respect him. Respect. If he's not even treating you well, respect him. That is the Bible way. You can never go by the way of the Bible and miss your way. It's not possible. You can never. So all that you need to do, ask for grace to do what the word of God says. That's the most important thing. Hallelujah. Let me show one scripture where Paul talks about the same thing. In um, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 6. He said, and having in a relentless to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is what? Is fulfilled. You can never counter what is not right in your life when you are not submissive. He said, and having in readiness to revenge all what? Disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled. So whatever you want to respond to, you must learn that that thing you want to respond to you, that thing is under you or you are submitted to that thing. How many of you want forces of the enemy to obey you? Forces, demons to obey you? What do you have to do? In having readiness to avenge all disobedience, when you're what? So anything that is disobeying you, you must walk in obedience so that the disobeying can obey you to become obeyed. Receive the grace to walk in obedience in the name of Jesus. That's the first blessing of humility. The second blessing of humility, humility will give you a place at the top. There can never be genuine promotion or genuine lifting without humility. And please, this is the foundation of the message today. If you really want to, how many of you want to go to the top? You don't want your life to remain low. All right. Please, humility is the key to the top. In Philippians chapter number 2 from verse 5 through 11. Give me the NIV. I like the way he posted. Philippians 2, 5 onwards. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal. He taught not, I'm equal. I mean, He's in a form of God. And he said, no, I don't accept that. I accept the form of a human being who being the form of God taught it not robbery to be equal. He was equal with God. But he said, no, because of what I'm about to, what the father want me to do, I see myself not as equal. He was equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. So humility is emptying yourself of who you are. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of what? Of a servant. Serving. And was made in the likeness of men. He was not a man. But he allowed himself. He humbled to become like a man. Like a thief. Please. Jesus was not a man. He made himself like that. Through humility. How can you stand before God and slap God? When they arrested him, he said, Don't you think I can call my father in law to bring legion of angels to deliver me? The man was so humble not to show off. Ah! The Lord just showed one sign to Pontius Pilate. The wife. He said, hey. The wife woke up in the morning and said, Master. Don't touch this man. Don't touch him. He's a holy man. Just something small. When Peter cut the ear of one of them, he said, what? He said, Master, don't do that. And he told him, I can call angels from heaven. Then the Bible said, he took the ear, that, is, that was cattle, put it back. Ah. And yes, he said, let's go. I pray that who you are will never enter into your head. No matter how God blesses, no matter how God promotes you, you will remain low. You remain low. I see men and women who are lawyers, doctors, international men and women, seamstresses, 
people working on the UN, but you will still be standing at the toilet. You are still an author. You are still playing drum. You are serving. You are working. Who you are will never enter into your head. In the name of Jesus. Don't allow where you are going and who God will make you to become or who you want, you want to become to change who you are. Made himself and took upon himself the form of servant and was made in likeness of men role. Therefore, and being found in fashion as a man, he did what? And became obedient unto the even the death of the cross. That was one of the shameful deaths that he died. Roll. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted. Everybody say high exaltation. There is a place that God has given to God that no man can ever have it. If you want to get a bit of it, walk in humility. If you want to go to the top, give me a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should do what? Or things in heaven or on earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the, uh, yeah. I see your name being mentioned at prominent and high places. In the name of Jesus. If you want to go to the top, uh, yeah, humility will take you there. One day, uh, Bishop Oedipo was praying and uh, the Lord showed to him a picture of Adeboye, the man with the largest church network in the world. Largest. There's no church that has so many branches than redeemed. Then the man said, while he was doing the devotion, the Lord opened his eyes and he saw the picture of Papa Adeboye on the wall like this. And he said to me, look at this man. Because he's a father to him. He said, this man is not great because of his fastings or because of his prayers. He said, and the Lord said to me, your father is not great because of his prayer or fasting, but because of his humility. And anybody who comes close to this man, according to what we have heard, you will tell that this is a very humble man. He preaches at UNO, United Nations. When all presidents are sitting down, nation of the, he preaches to them. It is said in the history of America, nobody has organized, a church has never ever organized a convention with so many people than him. He's in Nigeria, but he organized conventions at America and thousands of people. Listen to me. If you want to be great, if you want your life, something good to come out of your life, let humility become your friend. Make pride your enemy and make humility your friend. Anything that shows pride, hey, I don't want you in my life, go. I don't want you to remain low. Glory to God. Greatness is rooted in humility. I see that grace coming upon us from today in the name of Jesus. You are, tell the person, I see you going up. I see you going up with humility. I see you going up. Your going up is anchored in your humility. In Exodus chapter number 11, verse 3, look at, talking about Moses. He said, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And moreover, the man who was very great, everybody say very great. In the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. And the man Moses, the verse 3, the man Moses was very what? Very great. But what was about Moses? Go with me to Numbers 12 verse 3. Now the man Moses was what? Look at the two words. He was very great. He was very what? Meek. The man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So the level of your meekness determines the level of your greatness. Meek, great. Very great. Very meek. No meekness, no greatness. Simple. No matter how you struggle, if without humility, you can never be talked to. You are too hard, stubborn. You are like the madman at the tomb. Yeah. Some people, do, they are like the madman, the man of the gatherings. 
Bible said nobody could tame him or chain him. Not chain. You see, nobody can chain you. Nobody, you don't listen to anybody. You, you don't listen to anybody. You cannot be chained. You cannot be tamed. You are like the, you are like the madman. There are people nobody can advise. Nobody can. You don't listen to anybody. Hey, you are heading for destruction. I'm telling you. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Nobody can bind him. Can he ask a person, who do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Who doesn't listen to anybody? No, 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 no. They are, they are on their own. Somebody told me, he said, I said, I I see the grace to remain humble coming upon you from today. The meeker a man, the greater his destiny. Number three, what meekness will do for you, God will begin to lead you. One of the greatest blessings in God is the leading of a spirit. One of the great blessings in God is the leading of a spirit. When God begins to lead you, please, your life is blessed. If you know what to do, where to go, and how to get what you are looking for, it means that you never struggle in life. We don't do well in life because most of the time we take wrong steps, we go to wrong places and do wrong things. So we get wrong results. Isaac wanted to travel to Egypt because there was famine, but the Bible said, the Lord said, hey, don't go, stop. <laughs> Stay here and I'll bless you. In Psalm 25 verse 9, the verse 12 and 14, let's read that scripture. He said, the meek will he do what? Guide. And the meek will he teach. Whenever you are humble, you become teachable. And God only teaches the humble. Jump to verse 12. That what man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he do what? Teach in his way that he chooses. Verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. Talks about humility. When you are humble, you become teachable. God can easily teach you, show you the way to go. I see your frustrations coming to an end from today in the name of Jesus. How many of you know that you need God to help you to show you the way to go? Yeah. The right choices in life, the person to marry, the business to do, where to stay, all kinds of things. God wants to show you, but he tests your humility to see. How humble are you? If I show this person, will he do what I'm telling him? And let me tell you, it's always wisdom to ask God and a sign of humility to ask God on every step that you are taking. Whatever you want to do. If it's a man you want to marry, a woman you want to marry, the sign of humility is that you seek God. Lord, what are you saying about this? I want to buy land. I want to buy a car. I want to do this. Lord, is it your will for me? What, which step should I take? It's a sign of humility. I see God leading you from today in the name of Jesus. I see God showing you his ways. <laughs> I see God showing this the way. Walk, walk in it. Pass this way. Move this way. And you see, when God is leading you, you will never miss your life. You never miss destiny. Can you imagine God is giving you a direction? Pass here, pass here, pass here, and you get that the thing is not there. One man, one man of God discussed with it. One day he told us, he said that he went to a place to look for a friend. When he went there, they had moved from that place. Then as he was going, moving from the place, he heard a voice said to him, turn left. He turned left. He went, he said, turn right. He turned right. When he turned right, he got to a place that is full of bush. Then he heard the voice of the spirit saying, turn and that left. Then he said to the voice that was speaking to him, he said, ah, but if I tell him, I'm, I'm entering into the bush. He said, hey, go. He turned and that left. As soon as he went about five or ten minutes, he saw a house there and the friend was just sitting there waiting. You just need God to show you the job to do, the person to marry, the right step to take, the right place to. Some of you want to travel, but God doesn't want you to travel though. You are desperate, you want to travel. You think traveling will finish your whole problems. You lie. Your sorrows will be multiplied. If God is not leading you, I'm telling you. No, I'm not saying not good, but the step you want to take, you must ask God first. I've seen people who have wasted their lives because of traveling. Wasted their years, wasted their lives. From today, I see God leading you because of your humility. Lord, I'm ready to go by the way you want to lead me. Let that grace come upon us from today in the name of Jesus. I see God showing you his ways in the name of Jesus. 
Psalm 103, verse 6 to 7. He said, The Lord works righteous, righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Look at verse 7. He made known his ways to who? His deeds to the people of Israel. And Numbers 12, 3 said, Moses was the meekest. So God will always show the meekest his way. He made known, verse 7, he made known his what? His ways. Ah. Then you stand and the Lord will tell you, this is the way. Walk in it. I see God showing the right steps to take this week. I see God showing you. Some of you, God will lead you on a path. Your life will turn for better. Forever. Forever. Some of you are walking at wrong places. Sleeping on wrong beds. Walking with wrong people. Wearing all kinds of dresses. Doing all kinds of things. Because we think that that will bring us the fulfillment we are looking for. But when God begins to show you his ways. Direct you on the path and the way to take. Your life and your destiny becomes very glorious. This week, may God begin to order our steps in his way, not your way. Sometimes we say, in the name of Jesus. Lord, order my steps in your ways and not my ways. Hallelujah. The fourth thing, the fourth blessing of humility. Humility will connect you to grace. Humility will do what? Connect you to grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, I am the least of all the apostles, but among them, I've done what none of them could do. He said, I'm the least, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Now, what is grace? Grace is goodwill and undeserved kindness. Mm. Grace is goodwill that wishing you well and undeserved or kindness. Somebody does something for you, but you don't deserve it. That's grace. Mm. Grace is what will make you into what you would otherwise not have become. Grace will, is what will make you what you wouldn't have even become at all. Grace will give you something that shouldn't have come to you. Grace will give you promotions and blessings and certain open doors and marriages that wouldn't have come to you at all. That is grace. Now how can we connect to this grace? So let's go back to the scripture. James chapter number 4 from verse 4. You adore people. Don't you know that the friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he calls to live in us envies intensely but he gives more what? Grace. That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud but give grace to the humble. Grace is the natural heritage of the humble. Yeah. Grace becomes part of you. God begins to help you. God begins to turn things around for you. Grace is God's help. It covers your errors and colors your efforts. When grace is at work, even when you make mistakes, people don't see. Your errors are not seen. Your errors are covered. I can give you practical examples. I'm telling you. When grace is at work, you are humble and grace is at work. Your errors are covered. God himself will cover you. May you connect to grace through humility from today. Receive the grace to be humble. Hallelujah. That grace is coming upon us from today. In the name of Jesus. So the depth of your meekness determines the height of the grace that is at work in you. Amen. In closing, how to be a humble person. How many want to know how to be humble? Alright. Number one, tell the person as you know yourself. Know yourself. Oh, son of man, know thyself. One of the things that God doesn't like about people, I mean certain people are people who pretend God doesn't love those who pretend. In 2 Corinthians 13, the verse 5, he said, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the what? Examine yourself. Test yourself. Examine yourself and test yourself. Know who you are.
If you can walk in humility, you must first identify whether you are humble or you are proud. And all of us here have traits of pride in us, I'm telling you. Don't ever think that you are humble, you are not. All of us here, in, all of us, everybody here, all of us. There are traces of pride in us. But you see, the point is that God has not gotten to the point for that thing to come out. That's why you think you are humble. So you must accept and identify and believe that there is something in you which is not of God. So if you can walk in humility, you must accept or know yourself. This is the first step to humility or to walk in humility. Yeah. You must understand I'm proud, I'm arrogant, I'm pompous, I'm this, I'm that. Number two, always pray for humility. Always pray for it. Because humility is a choice. And pride is also a choice. Because Jesus said in Philippians 2, 5, he said, he made himself. He made himself. It's a choice you make. He said, follow me for I am meek. It's a choice. You can choose to be proud. Even if you are a proud person, you can choose to be humble as the Lord enables you. And when you identify that you are proud and you want God to help you, you ask God, Lord, I am proud. Help me to walk in humility. These are the things about me. Set my heart. Deliver me from every spirit of pride. So always pray for it. Psalm 139 verse 23. David said, Lord, search my heart and know me. Pray for it. Lord, help me to be humble. Deliver me from every spirit of pride. Let it become your prayer every day. Number three, go through the school of humility. God will always take you through the school and the process of humility. Hmm. And you must be ready to go through it. In Deuteronomy chapter number eight, from verse two to three, and you jump to 16. So remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert. These 40 years to do what? To humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you will keep his word. Come on, verse 3. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna. So sometimes God takes you through certain circumstances and situations. Just to make sure that the pride in you will come out. And you must allow yourself to go through. Some of you think you are humble. Until somebody offends you, you never know how proud you are. Let somebody say something negative about you. Then the real you, the real pride in you will come out. But by God's design, sometimes he brings certain people on your way. Yeah, he will bring certain people on you so that that thing in you will be created. So when the thing comes out, ah, mm. Lord, there's one here, help me. We think you are humble when we are pushed to the wall. You see, let me tell you this. One of the things that will prove people who tell you they love. How many of you love, you love everybody here? Let me see. Do you love people here? Let me see. Oh. How many of you know that you have people who love you? Let me see. Anna. Let me tell you. The love that those people have you will be proven when you offend them. I'm telling you. The person who says he loves you and the person that you are saying you love, I love you. But the love will be proven by offenses. Tell him. You'll be surprised you know, the person who says he loves you. You offend the person, you will see the way the person will treat you. The way the person will respond to you. You'll be shocked. It's the same with humility. When God, God wants to take away pride out of us, he allows you to go through certain circumstances and situations so that the pride in you will come out. Let me tell you, one day when we began the church, I was trying to invite a very big man of God to our church at Dansoman. I drive all the way from here to Dansoman. Sometimes I don't have a car, I'll pick Trotter and go. Oh, please. By the time I get there, oh, He's not in. Go and come tomorrow. Can we give me his number? Oh, no, we can't give his number. Can you give me the office number? Yes. You call the office and nobody will pick. And because I needed the man, I have to go still there. Sometimes you go and you say, please, he's in. But wait. You'll be there for about two hours and I'm still waiting. Two hours. Hey. Then you'll be there. By the time you realize, the security guards will come with him and they'll put him in the car. He's gone. I say, oh, I was waiting for him. Oh, don't worry. Could he have the time for you? Come tomorrow. And I'll go. I'll go. The next time, one day, I said to myself, after all, who is he? Obia, Obia. <laughs> and the Lord ministered to my heart. Pride has begun. 
you see, your response will determine whether there is pride in you or not. Sometimes you need to you see. Sometimes, let me tell you, God will take you through the school of humility. You must be ready to go. Let me. He did it to this man, Naaman. Naaman was a proud man. God said, "I want to heal you, but I have to deal with your pride first. Let the pride come out." Please, the prophets could have come out to pray for Naaman in the name of Jesus, in the name of God of Israel. Be cleansed. Be cleansed. I would have been clean. But he said, go and wash yourself. Go, bow down. Enter the water. Wash yourself in the pool at Jordan. Ah, the moment he heard that, that he should humble himself, then the pride came out. Ah, to wash myself. Are there not better rivers in, are there not better rivers that I can go and wash? And you want me to come and wash? And because of his pride, he was even going with still with a sickness. Until somebody spoke humility to him, said, Pastor, you are being foolish. Come down. Go and wash yourself. If the prophet had told you to do something, would you, would you have done it? What, what is the meaning of just washing yourself? Listen to me. Most of the time, before God brings certain breakthroughs onto you, he makes sure that he humbles you first. Takes you through the school of humility. So when he takes you to the top, you remain there and you never come down. I'm telling you. You will never miss your place in God, where God is taking you. In the name of Jesus. Tell the person, go through the school of humility. Go through the school. It can be your house help. It can be anybody. God will try to bring certain arrogance that is in you. Then because, hey, watch this. And the moment you begin to identify certain pride in you, drop them by the grace of God. Drop them. Drop them gradually, gradually. The last of it, because of time. Associate with humble people. If you want to walk in humility, hmm. associate with what? How many of you know that pride and arrogance are transferable? Yeah. I'm telling you, pride and arrogance are transferable. You can see a young man or young woman who is very humble, decent. The moment he or she finds him or herself at the wrong company, the wrong group, the person changes. Or you're good, the child is coming from a good home, good background, the way the child is. The moment he, or they don't call poor Adam things begin to change. If you can, and listen to me, I've always said this, I'll say it again. Even in this church, if you identify proud people in this church, don't work with them. Don't copy anybody's arrogance. Don't copy anybody's pride. Associate with humble people. Identify those who are humble and walk with them. If you are proud, don't work with proud people. Like, it's like poor person working with poor people. You remain poor. If you are proud, don't work with proud people. Look for humble people and work with them. In Proverbs chapter number 13, my last scripture in closing. Proverbs 13 verse 20. He who works with the wise will do what? But the companions of fools if walking with the wise can make you wise, then walking with the humble can help me to become humble. So always look for people who are ahead of you. People who have what you don't have. Positive side. And mingle and walk with them. I was telling somebody, most of my friends are successful people. Yeah. They will not give you money. Yeah. And let me tell you, most of the friends are very mean. Some of them are very mean. I don't need your money. But I will learn something from you that can make also my life better. I don't need them. No, no, no. I don't need money from you. I'm telling you. I pray. That if you want to walk in humility, you mingle with humble people. Amen. When you are walking with someone, you see that the person is becoming arrogant. The person talk rough, rough to people. The person doesn't talk well. Hey! I beg. Associate with humble people. And you see yourself beginning to walk in humility. I see this grace coming upon us from today. The top is your portion. is where you belong to. You will never remain down in Jesus' name. Listen to one thing I heard the Lord tell me. As you begin to humble yourself, I see God connecting you. I see humility connecting. I see humility connecting you, connecting you to people. That grace is coming upon you from today. Can you please rise to your feet? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for the blessing. And thank you for the encounters with you today. Thank you that you are still working on us. 
And thank you for taking away spirits of pride out of us. Thank you that your word has come forth to uproot every stronghold of pride and arrogance in our lives. And thank you for replacing them with the spirit of humility. Teach us the way of humility. Cause us to walk in the path of humility. So that our rising will never know no end. Let your hand continue to rest mightily upon us. And bless your people with this virtue and with the spirit of humility. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.